Welcome to Bites of Light with Angel and Seth Rohr. Our mission is to bring bite-sized nuggets of information to be digested as you please. Take a quick bite or stay for the whole party. Pleasure being the main component of our mission, we will also bring other humans into our space to share their magical brew with us all. Love, service, and wisdom is what we are bringing to the table. Join us in our magical kitchen where what is being served is for your highest good. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh my goodness, today I'm so excited. We have such an amazing guest with us today, Laura DeFranco. She is the publisher of Brave Healer Productions. And I am so excited to have a conversation with her and tell you all the things we've been up to and what she's been up to before we met her. Yeah. Welcome, Laura. Yeah, publisher Thank and you. CEO. And CEO, <laughs> yes. Hi, you guys. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Being here. Yes, very excited. I love your story of how you created what you are doing. Do you want to give everybody a little taste of who you are and what you do and what, what fuels your passion? Oh my gosh. So, you know, where to begin with these, all these little tidbits. I spent 30 years in holistic physical therapy. I'd been a physical therapist for a long, long time. Brave Healer Productions is an eight-year-old company. And somewhere, somehow, I decided to have two businesses running alongside each other. And I had gotten to the point in my PT career where I wanted to transition to business number two, but I couldn't really let that go. It was a little too scary to let go of the bread and butter. I had business number two running. I was transitioning for about five years. Mm -hmm. You know how those transitions go, the long, hard ones that you can't make happen. Yeah. And the the short story goes something like this i had already been a published author i had been in several book collaborations before this moment happened march 20th of 2020 you know everyone's going to have some interesting stories about the covid date but mine was that i woke up that morning dreaming a dream about a collaboration and I was so inspired by the dream. I literally got out of bed, walked to the kitchen in my pajamas and opened up the laptop. I wrote a little note to people I had in a Facebook group where I was teaching a class online. And I said, you guys, it was all women at that point and all my healer friends. And I said, ladies, the world just lost all of its hands-on healers. Let's write the ultimate guide to self-healing and empower them with the tools that they can practice at home. And so I wrote that note, gave that little invitation into the group and 48 hours after that, I had 24 people say yes. And five weeks after that, we birthed that book onto Amazon to a number one bestseller in multiple categories. Oh, and I was like, holy crow. Oh, wow. And I, it still gives me goosebumps to tell that story. I love that it still jazzes me like that. Mm -hmm. And I realized that something way bigger than me was in control of this thing. And I honestly, you guys, I thought it was just going to be a one-off. It was a really cool thing. But a week later, I had a friend email me and she's like, Laura, when are you doing the next one? <laughs> I'm like, well, today, I guess, you know, and so, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> and here we are. I'm so proud to say that we are now celebrating our 54th Amazon bestseller. 
And that's a lot of books in that short amount of time. And it's been an incredible ride, but that's the short story. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I just love that our visions lined up at the same. And and like you said, everybody's going to have their story about where they were and what was happening. And I was literally on the Teo grounds when that happened with Lee McCormick. So the, the fact that it's coming full circle for all of us, and now we are stepping into your circle and birthing magic with you, and Lee's coming to play with us, and we all, yeah, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> amazing how the universe just lines up the vibrational souls that are supposed to come and play together, and here we are doing the thing. Yeah, and it feels like fast and furious all of a sudden because I feel like for years I've been waiting for what's happening now. Right. Yeah, and it's, yeah it's happening now, y'all. Like in yeah. case you were wondering. And I have magical conversations with healers who aren't just any kind of healer. You guys, everybody that is coming into this world are wise, experienced, walk their walk kind of people. And And that gives me goosebumps talking Mm -hmm. about because this is a powerful group of people and we're kind of, I feel that energy is nobody is willing to wait any longer. Right. Like they're making this, whatever this is, let's talk about that, happen. Right. And it is happening now because people are getting into action in all kinds of different ways. And our world is the book world and we want to get brave words out into the world in a bigger way, but especially from these brave souls who do this kind of work in the world. God, it's about time, right? It is about time. It is. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the, the container that you hold allows people like, like us Mm -hmm. to, to step in and know that it's a safe space to be because of who you are and what you've gone through. And the skill set that you bring to the table, right? Because you can only teach as far as where you've gone yourself and you've done the work, right? And not only that, I I do believe on some level, there's there's a space that once people have mastered something physically within their body, like martial arts or a sport or, or where you have to actually move, I believe that's a huge component of this work because so many people are scared of their own warrior, yeah. Right. And can you talk a little bit more about your background and also your physically healing bodies? That's the oh, other piece. There's gosh, body work. You're making me think of so many different things at once. I'm like, where do I want to go with this? Well, you know, I mean, I was one of the lucky kids at 16 to I knew what I wanted to do. And I had gone into a high school at high school, we had these lunchtime speakers and I had signed up for this one that was a physical therapist. And I was really excited because I'm also a lifelong athlete, speaking of bodies and moving. And I was a soccer player in high school. So that was the sport running and soccer, you know, mostly I ran to keep in shape for soccer. So I wasn't a runner at that point. But when I listened to this physical therapist talk about what she did, she was so excited and so motivating. Like that day I knew and I hopped on the track because because of being an athlete, I thought I wanted to be like a sports medicine doctor. I wanted to help people with their injuries or whatever, became a physical therapist and then jumped very quickly again 
I could call it luck, but I see it that it was meant to be. It was my destiny to hook up with alternative practitioners who weren't doing just traditional kinds of physical therapy. And again, how lucky am I that some some of those people were my mentors in school, not when I graduated or later, which is sometimes how they come upon you. But right away, I got introduced to my fascial release, craniosacral therapy, Reiki principles, energetic principles that were more than just body. They were body, mind, soul, and learned how to be with people in, in a holistic capacity. So that's kind of the beginning of that piece of the story. I'm not sure where else you want to go with that, but. Well, but that's <laughs> that background, you know, at that time, I'm sure you had no idea where life was going to take you, but that background is what yeah. uniquely designs you as a publisher to hold these containers for healers like us who don't know how to write books, but we know we have valuable information we want to share with the world. And you know how to step into that energy because in your years of PT, you have been doing this energetic work by some of the same language and some different language. Well, but thanks. That awareness. That was the other thing. That was the one of the five things I thought about when you asked me the question. With it. But the biggest thing was like, oh, my gosh, somebody had a grand plan for me, didn't they? And stepping into publishing right now, you know, I'm unapologetically publishing for holistic health and wellness professionals for obvious reasons, because that's who I am and was. Mm -hmm. But that's what makes this so magical to me. It's aligned so perfectly. And I can look back at my life and my first career and say, thank you. There's no regret that I spent 30 years there and now I'm here. There's like, oh, that was perfect. Right. Right. You know, and it's making this business and this time of my life, I think, even more purposeful and magical. Yes. And I've learned through that history to listen to the messages in my body all around me in the big hawk that was in the sky yesterday when we hiked. Mm, And I've known for a long time when I'm on the path and when I have gotten off the path and I got really good at listening to that. Mm -hmm. And I think I, again, just lots of gratitude today. Another thank you for, to the universe for helping me get that kind of thing or education. You know, I didn't have that intuition so great until well into my adult years. It takes time. Lots of reps. Yeah. Well, and and for those listening, I'm going to translate the animal medicine. Hawk medicine literally is you're on the right track. I know. Isn't it so perfect? (laughs) And so... You know, I tattooed a feather on my forearm for that reason too. Like I'm getting the birds on me. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That that's huge medicine. Hawk is Hawk is a huge power animal. And I, I love that, but that just also goes to show your level of awareness that, you know, you are tapped into the mama and, and you, you receive and understand the signs and give gratitude for the signs. That's how we live this magical life. The animal medicine has been totally incredible. You guys will have to intro me to Stephen Farmer. I think I know, yes. I think you guys know him. Yeah. So that book sits on a table in my living room so that I can grab it every day, right? Because I'll even look up spider and ant and yes. things like that. But the hawk, yeah. hawk, like there was a day I was driving down on the neighborhood road here and the hawk came from the trees on the right 
swooped to my windshield and came off on the other side and I laughed out loud because it was kind of like the universe going, are you paying attention to us? (laughs) Yeah. And that was phenomenal. So now I honor every single, actually all the birds. I love, I love the birds. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, it's, it's amazing when, when the universe really wants to get your attention and it will do things like that. I can remember going down a, a mountain road and literally having a wolf standing in the middle of the highway, looking at me in the vehicle. Like I had to literally come to a complete stop. We had that eye moment and then off it went off up the mountain. And I just sat there for a second, jaw dropped. Like how does that happen? Yeah, it's it's just that divine intervention space, then boom, the eye connection. Man, I'm telling you, I live for some of those moments right right? now. I I love them. I love those moments. And as much as I'd really love to whip out my camera at some of those times, right? I I don't. Yeah. Because it's too good to be in the moment with that magic. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And that, that, that's a huge piece. And I think that's why so many humans on this planet today miss them because they're so attached to their phone, uh, yeah. right? To put that down and just experience your world and experience what's going on around you. There's messages and signs everywhere if you, if you pay attention and you look. There's some right? of us who are, who are in this generation where half our lives, we didn't have that. Right. And this other half of our life, we have had the technology. It's kind of interesting, right? Yeah. And so I feel grateful that I am in that place where I did not have that for the first half of my life. And my foundation was something different than the kids have right now with this constant, you know. And so with my kids, I'm like always hey it's me a human being in front of you (laughs) right (laughs) you put that down you know and i play i just give them a bad time about it and they they're they know and they still do it though so the habit is real yeah 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 Yeah. it really it, it just really does show the teachings about where where are you putting your attention you know, yes. what story are you creating in your life? And that's what it is. We are the authors of our story. And literally what we put our intention, our attention on is what we are curating and crafting in our worlds. And that's what I love about what we're doing together is there's this common theme, this common goal, and we're bringing two dozen people together to create this dream together and literally birth medicinal art into the world mm-hmm. yes you know bites of two... light we better tell them what it is bites of light yes, yes. Bites <laughs> are, are, the book we're birthing yeah. is bites of light now, the one we're working on right now yes evolving leadership for the spiritual entrepreneur yeah and we do have the two books that that seth and i just wrote in with Yay. laura love Mine are behind me and mindset <laughs> mastery these were our first toe dips into Laura's world. And I got to say, Laura, I've been watching you. I've been watching you for the last couple of years. Stalker. I I totally am. And we are, we are, 
Uh, it, say we're stalkers and we're proud of it yeah uh -huh. our, about ourselves we are in largely an internal stalking skill, yes but. Toltec <laughs> teachings is is around stalking and and a part of our mission is to change people's perception around what the word stalking means because yes <laughs> I totally stalked you <laughs> awesome and, and loved it but but and I think that's how you choose I think it's smart to choose your next teachers your new mentors the people that you're going to step into sacred space with and make sure discern is is this a safe space for me to go so I think it was probably a good two years that I that I watched your journey before I stepped in and when I first reached out to you it was for a solo book and then you said, oh, well, here's this other option. And my brain just went, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These collaborative yeah. books are, are amazing on many levels. And, and yeah. one of the ones for me that was so significant is that ability to just kind of dip my toe. I had not I thought about maybe writing a book, but I wouldn't have called myself an author. And then to be able to be like, okay, well, I can write a chapter. Like I can write 2,500 words about this thing that I'm passionate about, of course I can. And so getting to go through that process on a smaller scale is like, oh, well, that opens the floodgates to yes. new world. And, and honestly, it's, it's my specialty. It's what I was born to do because the mm -hmm. community building around these projects is just other level. Yeah. And yeah. that's what gets me so excited. I'll just back up to something you said though, you know, that's, yeah, I hope people understand that it's it's can be easier to come in and write a chapter and you can get your feet wet and you can think about how to write parts of your story and all the stuff. But you guys both know that when you get there, it's not as easy as you might think, but not because of the length of the chapter, but right. more because of the challenge I give everybody to step into their vulnerability and their master teacher exactly and del deliver something that is it's who i am it's my marriage of writing and healing it's Absolutely. the way that you bring the presence practice to what you're doing every day including typing on a keyboard and what you're going to be saying to the world you know no pressure <laughs> but like yeah. that's that's really fun and cool i was just talking to somebody yesterday about editing and how the bad experiences with editors have been where the editor just wants to trash their voice. And I wanted, I, I think I mainly want to want people to know two things about the community building. So maybe we can talk about that a little bit more. But mm. the other thing is just that my mission is not to trash your voice. It's actually the opposite. It's to maintain your unique voice, get you to the place where you found him or her and are excited about that expression and then to elevate it, to make it more powerful, to make it more interesting for people to read. So we really try to preserve, you know, we hold that sacred space. Writing is a healing process. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. If you're doing it right, I yes. think. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was my experience. You know, my, the, the first chapter I put wrote for you in Love Warriors was at a very traumatic time in my life. And I have done a lot of work around it. I have been to trauma therapists around it. I spent 10 years working in Toltec teachings and you know did the work, but to put it on paper, it was another level of healing. And now I truly feel like I've stepped through it. So yeah. it, 
it's very interesting the 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 process and and how you do it and how you hold and and allow us to go deep into those roots and and pull out that medicine because that's where it is you know our 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 hearts carry that pain but this is where we birth it from this is where we birth our own art from and it is an it is an amazing process and so when you get a whole bunch of people around that can hold and support each other through that birthing process but you also have to be at a certain stage in your healing to do that right so we're not picking stories that we're walking through right now you know the, my very first story i wrote about was 20 years ago right so it's 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 fascinating how this process works and the energetic signatures that are being put inside the book it is a collective soup of medicine that we are birthing into the world and it's amazing i just love everything you're doing mm -hmm. <laughs> thank you so much and thanks for trusting me to guide your project and also you know i could i want to say back to you that you both do that also so that when the three of us come together and then the whole group comes together and we're holding that kind of space for people gosh there is just no better yeah way to do that and it's mm -hmm. so powerful and magical and i'm i'm just constantly pinching myself with what we created in like-minded heart-centered compassionate soul-driven souls who do that and we grab each other's hands and do it together the the competition versus collaboration thing right it's like no let's collaborate because that energy could be so much bigger this evolution could move so much better with that kind of collaboration and so i'm just constantly yeah let's let's figure out how we can do that more absolutely yeah, more. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of the one of the primary tactics in 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 battle is dividing and conquering, right? Mm -hmm. And so as we create this competition, then we that separates us and that keeps us from having that power to rise up and really make the huge difference, like you said. So mm -hmm. yeah, the collaboration piece is huge. I mean, we were taught to do it by ourselves. We're taught that that was the measure of success. I know I I was. Yeah. It was like that yeah. I went through half my life thinking if I wasn't doing it on my own, it wasn't right somehow. Like it wasn't good enough somehow. Yeah. And now I feel like I just want to laugh at her a little and just be like, whoa, that was really not that, was it? You know, like it was yeah. totally the opposite. Like the more people you can bring into your circle. But let me just say too that it's a circle that you curate. Right. Yes. This is not any big circle of people. It's people that you choose to bring into your world who are walking the walk with you, who can feel offended and you're still friends the next day. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like I have seen that over and over again in our circles. And I just like I do this literally I hold my own heart and I'm like, oh, my God, thank God I've met these people. Yeah. because that's the way forward that's like world peace kind of stuff it is yeah it is yeah, that's and the unconditional love there's there the toltecs talk about three different levels of awareness and the, the competitive space is the second attention 
And I think what you're doing, what you're birthing, your your vision is in the third attention, which is the unconditional love space where we are all one, the cosmic being. And when you get to a certain level of your own healing, we all go through the phases. You know, the first attention is completely unconscious. You're just going through your life basically on autopilot, right? The victim consciousness. And so as humans, we all go through all three phases and we ebb and flow just like the seasons in the earth when you come into a space like this and what you've created you've pulled that down from the third attention your vision is big like you said world peace and then you're pulling in these people who can hold that but you know we talk about you know the shaman the shamanic way is is having one foot in each world one foot in the second attention and one foot in the third attention so what are you going to bring down your channel and birth onto the planet and bring into matter? And you're right. Some people are do get offended that 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 the the green gremlin jealousy bug comes in or the that that competitive but can you bounce back up and understand we're all serving the same boss. We're all serving the same mission to bring peace and love and healing onto this planet. And we also have to step our foot into the second attention to produce the matter. So there's this delicate balance, but that's where the mastery is. That's the mastery of this avatar, the mastery of our soul basket. Can you maintain your emotional regulation? Can you stay in your heart and out of your head, out of the ego mind? You know, and so when we get to this level of awareness, it is so important to find the people to play with that can also do that dance. And to circle back, I think that's why athletes or people who have trained their physical body, that is a, that is a, a component that has to be acknowledged because when you're a high-performance athlete or trained in martial arts, because it comes up there a lot because it's fear-based, you know, you're, you're learning to defend yourself, you have to learn through the process of whatever modality you choose, you learn how to regulate your emotions. You learn how to control your body. And I think that's that's an essential piece that that humans are missing if they're not paying attention to their physical aspect of their lives. This is such a great topic. And as that lifelong athlete, I'm just like, yes, yes. yes. Right? I'm just like nodding my head. But you know, okay, so soccer, I did little gymnastics when I was little and then I joined soccer and then I was a soccer athlete in high school. We traveled, travel team, high school team. Then it was college and I played two years of collegiate soccer. And then I actually had to graduate college. So I paused for a little bit. Yeah. And then next half of my life, I was a marathoner and did three different marathons before I had kids kids changed to the body game significantly yes. found martial arts as almost like something that saved me because when running became too painful because of the prolapses I experienced through childbirth I was losing myself and it made me wake up to the fact that something that I did was my identity 
I was like, who am I if I can't do this awesome peak performing marathoning, you know, mm -hmm. and I had to start questioning who I was, which is as you guys know, it's like the window towards everything good when you, you start it. to ask yourself, yeah. you know, That's so martial true. arts came in and then that gave me this whole, like my Taekwondo, I'm going to be very specific to honor my master, John L. Holloway. Thank you, Master Holloway, because his quote was discipline the mind, the body will follow. Yes. And I started to realize the mind, body, soul integration, but also the physical piece of martial arts, any martial art dance is very much similar in that you have to be all around fit. We're talking strength. Yeah. We're talking endurance. We're talking flexibility. flexibility. We're talking agility, ability to be in your body and not up here. I mean, the second you leave, you're kicked in the head. Exactly. And so that was like this whole other training. And I found that late in life, 38, yeah. you know, and so trained for 14 years and that was an amazing journey. And now I am at another place again of, okay, who am I now if I'm not practicing that? Right. Mm -hmm. And I've had, I'm just, I don't even have an answer for you today. I'm just sort of in this limbo land. It was all COVID's fault, seriously, yeah. but that was a gift also, you know? So anyway. Yeah. 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 Well, our stories are very similar. Mine was gymnastics from the second I could walk and went from an athlete into coaching. And I spent 30 years in the, in the gymnastics world in power tumbling and trampoline. And yeah, when my, when you trans, when you go through that phase of, okay, I need to retire as an athlete. Like you said, you go through this, who am I? I went right into coaching. So it was very, cause I still got to do it. It just morphed a little bit for me. And then after I retired, I, I, I went to that, who am I without this label? And it took me probably almost a decade to let go of that label. And, but I found martial arts and that's honestly what saved me too. And I went through Kung Fu and my master was Grandmaster Piercy and, and his son, Master Piercy. So I, I, I was lucky enough to get two generations of teachings through that family. And yeah, the same thing. Like I practice some things in the softer forms, but you know, after going through surgery in June, my body does not want to cooperate the way it used to. <laughs> so now there's this whole new relationship coming in where, you know, you probably had it happen too, where you have to rediscover your new limits and, and what this new body wants to do at this age. Totally. Mostly dance. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's where you're heading. Well, you, I don't know if you guys know that I am a total raver. No. So <laughs> um, awesome. I found that I would say probably seven years ago or so. And uh, COVID ruined that for a while too. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, you can, you can have some private raves in your own house if you need to like, just get the, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're just making me smile about it because there are personalities and I am one of them. If I am not playing hard, yeah, I have way too much energy. Yeah. And so lifelong athlete is, was a survival thing for right. me, I think, you yeah, know, like too. 
if I wasn't moving, you probably didn't want to be around me too often. I mean, still I run at 150 miles an hour for most people, most days. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I can yeah. remember as a teenager, not being able to sleep and I would just roll out of bed and go onto the floor and do push-ups and sit-ups until I exhausted myself. And then I'd go back to bed like that. Oh, that was my normal routine after my full day of everything. I was yeah. still sometimes couldn't even put myself to sleep. So, yeah, but I do believe it's that life force energy running through us. And some of us, you know, I, my trauma started at a year and a half old and where my, my hip didn't form properly in a brace. And so I wore a brace for the first year and a half of my life with that held my legs in a straddle. And, you know, you don't realize the trauma that happens to babies when, when you, they're pinned down in their crib for a year and a half. So my space was wide open. My channel was open and I was astral traveling as a baby. So I am very comfortable in my channel because it's been, for me, it's my normal. And so learning how to navigate that space and use the energy and, and, and work with it and play with it and figure out what else you can birth into this world. My introduction in my book for Bites of Light talks about my walking down the street with my white wolf, not even understanding it was a wolf until I was older right? So check that part out. This book that we're birthing is on animal medicine and how we show up and walk in the world with these gifts from when we didn't understand. And then there's awareness and now we understand and we're mastering and now we're teaching that there's so many processes that are going in this book. We have one of my gifts in the gym was finding the unicorns, finding the kids that would stand up on the podium. And if you go back in the history in gymnastics, a lot of the kids that trained with me for the first six years of the career were the world degree record player or record breakers that were up on the podiums. That was my gift. And so when I came to do this project and came to you and said, let's do this collaboration, I put my unicorn glasses on and went, okay, this is a new playing field. I've done this in the gym. I've already done this. Now, here's a new, you know, vibration to play in, a new community to look for unicorns and i'm telling you we're having a blast <laughs> unicorn hunting i totally I, I, i'm, I'm writing in the unicorns <laughs> i'm writing a couple of things down that you're saying what i love that you said i'm comfortable in my channel yeah mine is writing and huh. so that's how I, I i mean i'm sure there's lots of ways i channel but that's the way that i'm comfortable because you've mastered and, that piece, right? Yeah. And yeah. I no longer second guess it or doubt that those messages are meant for others. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't even care if they're, if there's a typo anymore. Right. Like, I'm just like, nope, this is meant, you know, like, just push that out because that's not me. That's, you know, and I love that feeling. I was, gosh, that was late in my life that that channel opened and I recognized it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some of me has little bits of like, oh, I wish that happened sooner, but whatever, divine timing, you know? Well, it was there, but you yeah. just didn't have the conscious awareness around it because I believe that every high performance athlete is channeling. They just don't understand and they don't have the language totally. to say what they're doing. So you were doing it. You just didn't have a conscious awareness of it back then. Yeah. Because you, you don't get to a high performance state without trusting your body, without trusting your intuition and trusting your body to move you in the positions like for soccer, for you specifically, 
of course your channel was open. You just didn't have the language back then. Because mm. you can't get to that high level of sport without that deep trust within your body. That's a great two things to put together for people. I don't think I've ever thought about my athleticism as being the channel. It, it's a gift for sure. You're right. Yeah. In Taekwondo, I, I feel that immediately, but now you're making me realize it was soccer and it was the marathoning too. And, of course it, was, it and was. it's everything else I do with my body where I don't have to think about what I'm doing, where the, the something takes over and it just happens, you know? The, uh, yeah. There's a theory that that that's what thrill seekers are actually after. Mm, People that mm -hmm. want to jump out of planes and and jump off of cliffs and bungee jump. What in that moment they have this complete presence in the now. And in that presence, they connect with source. And that that euphoria they feel, that rush that they feel is the connection, the truth. And they, but they don't know it in that language. So they go after it in the way that they can. And in in the shamanic practices, we learn to to step into that at will by mastering the mind. That's pretty fun. The, the mastery of self yeah, allows you to step into that so you don't have to risk your physical well-being to have that feeling, but they don't know that. So they continue to seek thrill after thrill after thrill. I like that connection too. You know, I want, I, I need that adrenaline fix, right? Mm -hmm. And so really that's that connection point. You're making me think of yeah. racing my car. Right. That's that was part of that for me. There is absolutely nothing else in control except for something else but me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that moment, what you you have to be so present or you are so present or whatever it is. That's one of the, the things I can think of. But I, I won't be doing that again. Plus, I can contact it or connect with it anytime I want to now. So I'm like, yeah. eh, I don't need yeah. to race a car again. You know, I'm good. <laughs> well, that direct presence, that is your channel. Yeah. Right. You, you yeah. are sitting at source when you are completely fully present. And so, you know, martial arts, the car racing, the, the even being on a team, like it, you, you can see the, the formations in nature, you know, when the birds, when they all move at the same time, you can take like, that is what nature does. You know, the wildebeests on the plains, you know, they, they, they move. Now look at a soccer team. They, they, or, you know, I played ringette for 10 years, right? So it's, or hockey, like any any combined sport or not the individual sport, but the group sports, they do that. They have that. And, and we can take that language and now bring it into the book world in our collaborations. Now we're still a team. It's a team sport in a different <laughs> realm. Yes, collective presence. Right? Yeah. And, and energy is bigger than one, you know? Right? Yeah. That's great. That's a, such a great visual in Taekwondo. It's the forms. Right. And while we practice them on our own, the, the magic is in our exams where the entire class is practicing together. It's the same and thing, right? I, I can't look away and right. you know, at those, I'm just like, Oh, you can feel it. Yeah, awesome. everybody taps into that thing. And and that's one of the things I loved about Kung Fu and, and what we trained, a lot of the a lot of our forms were named, you know, there was animal medicine brought in and we trained animal forms. Mm. So I just loved it. I just ate it right up. Yes. Yes, so yes, it all yes. It comes back to nature.
Well, and a thank you to all the co-authors that stepped into your book. You and Seth are the lead authors of Bites of Light, and we invited, you know, co-authors to step up and say, yes, I want to write a chapter, just like that story I shared with you in the beginning of this interview. Mm-hmm. And they said yes, and they came into this energy, with, you know, to be a part of it. And so I just want to say thank you to them. Absolutely. Thanks for saying yes. You know, you maybe didn't know me too well, and Angel and Seth were like, yeah, we trust her. You can trust her. So I'm happy that you came in and that you're a part of it. And I honestly have a mission to support those souls who are saying yes to that because it's so much more than a book. And there's this thing with publishing where a lot of the publishers you're you'll meet, it's like, okay, get your book out. Goodbye. Done. Right. You know, like, and I'm like, what? You know, because that's kind of like the beginning of the journey and you make the thing and then what, then what, you know, now what, what do you do with the thing once it's made? So I really love supporting the community and I love bringing them back in to play with each other and have fun and do things and maybe do more collaborations and dream up things that we haven't dreamed up yet, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I love it. It's fun. Well, yes. we are loving playing in your sandbox. Thank you for stepping up and thank you for providing this for the world. Yes. And I'm just really excited to see what we what else we create together. It's going to be a great yes. Me too. When is this one publishing? Remind me. Do you guys have the date? In no. about a month. Oh, is it was? June 21st, summer solstice. Yes. There we go. Oh, that's right. That was a magical date that we picked on. Magical date, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for joining us today. And we look forward to birthing this baby into the world with you. Yes, absolutely. Me too. All our love. (laughs) Yes, all my love. Thank you. Love to you both back. And thanks for having me today. And thanks for such an awesome conversation. It was amazing. I look forward to having more soon. Thank you for sharing your time with us. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and leave a ratings and review. Hey, did you know that both Angel and Seth have books coming out in 2023? Stay tuned and follow us on all social media platforms at Bites of Light, B-Y-T-E-S-O-F-L-I-G-H-T. Thanks again, and we look forward to sharing space with you again soon.